Hey, welcome to Tuesday's podcast. A really great podcast for you, especially if uh, you just, you, you can laugh at the media at this point. They are so crazed about Donald Trump having a positive attitude. I put it into perspective uh, almost immediately. Also, uh, Selena Zito comes on and she's talking to us about uh, the the voting tendencies that she's starting to see. That if you're if you're actually listening to people, what's happening, uh, and some prophetic news from Israel uh, that we talk about the possibility now of the Abraham Accords opening up the Temple Mount for not only all Muslims to worship on the Temple Mount, but now possibly even the Jews to be able to worship on the Temple Mount. Staggering thousands of years ago foretold kind of news on today's podcast. To the best of the Glenn Beck program. So the president, the president took his mask off. Oh, yeah. After going, this is a quote, after going to a federal office building, otherwise known as the White House, for the first time I've heard it called a federal office building. (laughs) There are hundreds of federal workers in that office building, and he went Mm. in and took off his mask. Yeah, he was up on the balcony of the private residence. He was about 400 feet away from another living soul outside, and he took his mask off. But you have to... (laughs) <laughs> you have to hear the commentary on CNN. Listen, I'm just telling everyone, no, Sanjay, this is a few moments ago. The other side of the helicopter, everyone, you saw it land. The cameras were on the other side. This is him getting off as he walks up those stairs. So, Sanjay, keep going. This is where he has the mask on, right, as he goes to the, to, passes the press, oh, doesn't God. take questions, and is going to head up those stairs. Right. Coming from the hospital, not taking right. So he heads up the stairs, and then when he gets to the top of the stairs is when he takes his mask off. And, no. you know, if he's going to go inside the residence, yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. that's where he's no. going to isolate. I, I, I don't know. But at that don't. point, Caitlin was raising oh, this no. issue. At that point, if anybody comes in contact with him, yeah, they need that, to be with personal <laughs> protective equipment. I mean, if he was in the hospital still, whenever yeah. the doctors went, right. went to go see so him, he's going up the stairs. Personal protective there's, equipment. Uh-huh. So there's you know, no you, one on the stairs. A very right. different picture. No one on the balcony. The president right. like this. Doctors look at this and they say, well, what's going on inside of him? What's what's the what's illness happening? all That's about? That's what they look at and they he say has that. an infection yeah. he with this infection. coronavirus. What's we going know on? that that infection, that, that coronavirus can be very contagious. Very contagious. It can which be. Is why people, you know, take great pains to protect themselves. Now he's up on the balcony. Uh, the still hospital. has the mask on. Still has the mask on. Here's going to come. Oh, 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 listen. Oh, no. Listen. Takes it off. An incorrect message. Wow. And you see him here. Takes it off. And he's getting ready for his pictures. The flags flank him. I saw it with my own eyes. Right, Caitlin? I this can't is what believe he did. it. This is the moment. This is what I'm he produced stunned. it for. Why he did they the let him out without be. sewing that mask to his face? <laughs> I'm strong. <laughs> I think there should be a federal mandate mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. sewing masks to people's faces. I say we close down Walter Reed Hospital. Uh, you they know, should, I, they didn't let me tell sew you his mask to his face. Let me tell you something. Right? Close it down. You are close exactly right. It. Down. Not because they were killing our veterans during no. the Obama administration. No, no, no. <laughs> but because they they healed the president. 
That's why I was all for keeping Parkland Hospital open Mm -hmm. after the president died in Parkland Hospital. Right. You know, I was like, hey, more federal funds to that hospital. (laughs) But this one, this one cured the president. Yeah. And uh, my gosh, how irresponsible of them. Unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, Do we happen to have let me you know what? Let me just. Let me give the commentary. Uh, do we have a longer version of this? Let me let me just take the commentary short, please. It's going to come. Here a, we go. A, a very different. Takes it off. An incorrect message. And you oh, see no. him here. Um, he takes it off mm-hmm. and he's getting ready for his pictures. The flags flank oh him. God. Right, Caitlin? <laughs> this is what he did. This is the moment. This is that's, what he produced that's what he it did. for. He wants the image to be. I'm strong. This virus is nothing. His tweet today, feeling better he? than I did 20 years ago. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Don't let there it dominate is. your this life. This is the image he wants. Don't let it dominate your life. Now, Trump actually stepped to a microphone. Here's what he said. Don't be afraid of COVID. Listen. One thing that's for certain, don't let it dominate you. Oh. Don't be afraid of it. No, no. Listen, you're going to beat it. We have no, the best no, you're not medical equipment. It. We have the best medicines. Fear. All developed recently. No, no, no. Fear, fear, and fear. You're going to beat it. I went. I didn't no. feel so good. He didn't beat it. And two days ago, I could have left two days ago. Two days ago, I felt great, like better than I have in a long no, time. No, you won't. I said just you, recently, won't. you won't. You won't. Better than 20 years ago. You're going to be sick for Don't the rest of your life. Don't let it dominate. Don't no, let it stay take inside. over your lives. No. Don't let that happen. Panic. We're the greatest country in the world. No, we're not. We're going back. We're going back to work. We're going to be No, we're not. Never. Don't open your leader, business. I had to do that. No. I knew there's danger to it, but I had to do it. Oh, my gosh. I stood out front. Oh. I led. Holy cow. Nobody that's a leader would not do what I did. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> let me tell you that right now. I think you know what I'm saying. That's what he wants this the is, image to be. That's what he wants the image to be. You know what? I Bastard. have to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Here he is saying, don't fear it. Don't fear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what kind of president says that? Cut one. Values have shrunk to fantastic levels. Taxes have risen. Our ability to pay has fallen. Government of all kinds is faced by serious curtailment of income. Right, thank you for the bringing us down. The means of exchange are frozen uh, uh, in the current trade. Look how bad trade. things are. The withered leaves of industrial the enterprise lie leaves. on every side. Oh, finally, a Farmers president. find no market for their produce. No markets for and any product. Of many years and thousands oh, of families are gone. Thank this you. This great nation will endure. Whoa, whoa, whoa. As it has endured. Wait a minute, what? We'll revive and we'll prosper. No, we won't. But first of all, let me assert my firm belief. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. No, don't listen to that. It's withered leaves. No, unjustified no. stop. Which don't. No, no. Retreat We're into in de- No, stop it. Stop it. We're in a depression. It's not going to get better. You, uh, uh, you've lost your income. You've lost your family savings. Fear. Fear. Make sure you fear. We're not going to conquer this. And it's that kind of leadership that got us through World War One or World War Two, where 
We just spoke of the withered leaves on the trees and the destruction to all of our institutions. Do you remember when the World Trade Center came down? Right? Mm -hmm. Fear, 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 fear. I want you all to know that America today, America today is on bended knees. No, no, we weren't. For the people whose lives were lost here. No. For the workers who work here. Mm -mm. For the families who mourn. This nation stands with the good people of New York City and New Jersey and Connecticut. There are no good people there. As we mourn the loss of thousands of our citizens. And we're going to dwell on that. we got to dwell on that. I can hear you! No, they won't. We can't defeat it. We don't. We don't even know who they are. And they're going to be they're probably surrounding us. It's a really bad thing. Really bad. Well, almost as bad as when our space shuttle blew up. The crew of the space shuttle Challenger honored us for the manner in which they lived their lives. We will never forget them, nor the last time we saw them this morning as they prepared for their journey and waved goodbye and slipped the surly bonds of earth to touch the face of God. I know it's hard to understand, but painful things like this happen. No, it's all part of the process of no, exploration and no, discovery. No, no, we have to stop. It's all part of no. taking a chance and expanding man's horizon. Don't take a chance. Stay home. The future doesn't belong to the faint-hearted. Yes, it does. It belongs to the brave. We'll protect you. The Challenger crew was pulling us into the future. No, they weren't. And we'll continue. They were all to blown up. Them. No, they won't. We won't follow them. We can't follow them. This this is too great for us to be able to overcome. Please don't listen to these words. I mean, do you remember what happened when the, when the English sent all of their boats, their entire navy over to France? They were wiped out. They were wiped out. They were they, they couldn't send anybody over there. They, they didn't have any more ships. And if they if they sent them over there, they were going to be bombed by the Germans. They were over. Don't you remember Churchill? We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. No. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And if, which I do not for a moment believe, this island or a large part of it were subjugated and starving, then our empire beyond the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, would carry on the struggle until, in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of the old. Well, it is a good thing that the new world 
because we were suffering from a depression. We had withered leaves. Our industry was over. There was no way to make it. How are we possibly going to step up and defend the free world? It can't be done. I want you to know Donald Trump is wrong. How dare him say that we are going to conquer this? Oh, my gosh. How dare him say don't fear this virus? You need to panic. Let me tell you something, America. Our choice has never been more clear. It is not a battle between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. It's not a battle between left and right. It is a battle between light and dark, hope and fear, life and death. They actually say the GOP is a death cult because of of the virus and what Donald Trump is doing, taking his mask off. It's a death cult. Really? (laughs) You're okay with killing a child after they're born, letting them just shiver, let them just starve to death, let them gasp their last breath all alone. And we're the death cult? No, I'll tell you what we are. We're Americans. And far too many Americans have forgotten what it means to be an American. What it means to be an American, as opposed to a European or anything else. Americans go into the wilderness. Americans go to the great unknown. Americans cross the mountains when they only have a hand cart. They bury their children in the middle of the of nowhere in the snowy ground and they dig those graves with their hands until they're bloody they bury them and they move over the mountains why because we don't give up and you know what it's sad that that's an american idea it's really truly sad that we're the only people that actually believe in those things That we as individuals can stand up and conquer it. It's sad. Because that's life itself. Why will this COVID virus be with us forever? Because it's life. And life has a way of finding its way to live. And to expand. And they are telling you right now, don't expand. Fear. Let us expand. Let us expand our power and our domination and our lies and our deceitfulness and our death cult. You, you're nothing. You can't do it. Let me tell you and echo the words of the past. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. And I am not afraid. I know what the future holds. I know the proving grounds that are in front of us. But I know who I serve and I know how it ends. And I know America. I know the promises that our founders made and we are to keep. I know the power of the individual. 
You have the ultimate power of the universe within you. Accept it. Square your shoulders and stop being told that you can't grieve with your family together because of some invisible virus. Yeah, we need to take precautions. Yes, we should wear masks when we're in groups. Yes, we shouldn't go in the thousands to protest and then riot. But I am not going to cower and I am not going to listen to a group of people that tell me that our president saying don't fear this will beat this is somehow or another wrong. I don't want to follow anyone who doesn't believe in a brighter future. Because that is what America promises that tomorrow If we each do what we're supposed to do, not what we're told to do, we'll build a much brighter future for all mankind. If you are ready for some really great news, keep listening. Built Bar is back and it is unbelievable. If you've been listening to my show this year, I love Built Bars. Uh, It's an all-American story. This is a client I asked to be on the show because I didn't listen to my wife again. And she'd been telling me about it, but it has protein bar on it. And those always taste like a doormat. This is unbelievable. The mint brownie flavor. Oh, yes, baby. It is life changing. The new bars taste better than ever. In addition to the 12 original flavors, Built Bar just added cookies and cream, carrot cake, caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp. I mean, it's just it's great. Built Bar, delicious, nutritious, high protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carbs, 100 percent real chocolate and 100 percent really good. Plus, they've reset the code for this new launch right now go to builtbar.com use the promo code back get ten dollars off your first order promo code back builtbar.com this is the best of the glenn beck program and don't forget rate us on itunes so selena tell me what you're learning because i i see these polls like everybody else and I just don't believe them. I, I, I mean, maybe I'm reading America wrong, but I just can't believe that it's, it's this close. What are you hearing and feeling? So um, my sense of the polling is this. Uh, the, the, the one that made the most news just in the past 24 hours is the national poll um, by NBC of registered voters. Well, both of those things need to t- be taken into account for understanding, well, what are we looking at? And we don't vote. Uh, our, our elections aren't dis- um, decided nationally. Uh, they're decided electoral, electorally. So a national poll really doesn't mean much because you don't know where those voters are coming from. They could, you know, there could be a concentration of people from Chicago, New York, and California, and that would throw the entire thing off. It could even be as granular as cities and not enough rural voters. So that's why I, the national poll, you know, I, I'm skeptical of those. It's also of registered voters. Um, that you need to really get down to someone who has voted in the last four elections to see who's likely to turn out. Right. 
And even that's a problem, Glenn, because those of the, there were a lot of voters missed in 2016 because in our book, The Great Revolt, there were these voters we call the Perilistas. They're sort of like, they, we named them after Ross Perot because they only, they're like Haley's Comet. They only come out every 100 years, right? Right. And, um, and those people aren't picked up by pollsters because if a pollster is trying to do a really good poll and find a lo- likely voter and they get them on the phone and say, hey, have you voted in the last two elections? They're like, no, they're dropped. And so... Uh, there's there's and they made up six percent of Trump's winning coalition in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin and Iowa. Uh, so there uh, you know, I'm I'm always sort of leery of them not right. being part of the universe. And finally, between nationally, about one and a half percent of Trump voters are shy Trump voters. In other words, they don't tell a pollster that they're um, they're supporting him. I'm In surprised fact, it's that I am surprised it's that low. Well, that's nationally um, in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan uh, um, and Wisconsin. In our book, there's a poll in the back, a survey of just Trump voters. And they 34% of them did not tell a family member, a friend or a pollster that they were going to vote for him. Holy cow. And Holy that was 2016, cow. which was like a Disney movie compared to today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when you're going through uh, Pennsylvania and you're hearing and, and, and Ohio and, and Wisconsin and Michigan and you're you're listening to people, are you hearing people that say, I didn't vote for him before, but I am now? Absolutely. I had I had a piece out of Cambria County a couple of weeks ago. You guys can check out check out all my work at com. But I had a piece from Cambria County, Pennsylvania. Cambria County, if you think of coal miners and steel mills, this was this is that county. This is the county that Jack Murtha was from, Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Mm. And there were a line of people a line of people there to change their voter registration from Democrat to Republican. And I interviewed several people there in the story who did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016, who are going to vote for him now. And these these voters are largely undetected. What we don't know, Glenn, is is how much they make up of election day voting. What I would I What I want to really stress, though, is culture always gives us hints of where the election is going. We often ignore them. So Pennsylvania specifically, uh, 246,000 new gun owners since March. Forty percent of them are women. Mm. Uh, The 178,000 new registered new registered Republican voters in the state. So there are hints. And look at culturally as well. Look at things like um, the NFL. And look, look, I mean, I think that when the Steelers played the Monday night game, the, uh, the viewership was down 19 percentage points. Tell me about what is happening in not only Pennsylvania, but do you have any look at the kind of confusion uh, that we are expecting on the new rules that Democrats have, have put forth on on voting. Well, you know, 
Uh, obviously, I live in Pennsylvania. We never had mail-in voting before in the state until uh, June's primary. We had absentee balloting, but it was like so restrictive and punishing to do it that only 4% of people um, uh, did it um, uh, on, on an average basis. Uh, now, in, in our primary in June, it was almost 50% of the people. And while the process of doing it was, was not that bad in terms of getting your you know, ballot and mailing it in, the problem became once the different county um, offices had your ballot. They were completely unprepared. I don't know why. Because certainly there were, you know, our our, our primary was uh, delayed several months, so the the preparation should have been there. Nonetheless, with the exception of Allegheny County in Pittsburgh, um, almost all, all, every county went days, if not weeks, before the final results came in, and you know that's. Pennsylvania could be the decider. I think it's between Pennsylvania and, and Wisconsin, to be honest. Um, and, and so across, you know, if we're in like weeks, like December before we know, that's a, that's a big problem. People have a level of expectation that they do their job and, and go through all the hoops and loops to vote. Why can't government fulfill that same obligation? I, I will and tell they, you, Selena, I, I have to tell you, I think what the Democrats have done and what the media is currently doing, saying um, that not only is expecting a result on election night uh, wrong, but it is dangerous. And then trying to tell us that this is a tried and true tradition of America. They're not going to understand it. This is everyone knows this is the most critical election in our lifetime. Uh, whether you're voting for Donald Trump or Joe Biden, that's the way you feel. And for the 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 election process to be changed, uh, if there is a hint of fraud and there already is. I mean, they stole all of the thumb drives. Somebody broke in all of the thumb drives from the machines in Philadelphia. Just gone. Um, I mean, we, we, you're not going to have a patient society. No, you're not. And, and I think the thing that, well, first of all, I think my profession um, is, is going way over top and scaring people to pieces. Uh, second of all, that, that's not our job. Our job is to dispassionately uh, report the news. Um, and, and the other problem we have, Glenn, is everyone tends to think or write that, you know, only conservatives or only Republicans don't trust um, large institutions such as governments and counties to, to count votes. Well, I've got news for them. There are plenty of voters out there that are going to pull the lever for Joe Biden that have an equal amount of distrust. Yes. And 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 they're and, and they're they're sort of only blaming one side. But it's not just going to be one side that's going to be upset mm -hmm. if this process isn't going to be done. It's going to be uniformly um, uh uh, made or, or people are just going to be uniformly aggravated, frustrated, disappointed, and angry that they couldn't do their job when voters say, look, I did what you told me to do. I filled out the form or I showed up in, in person. I waited in line. 
I did everything I was supposed to do. Why can't you do the same? Selena, let me ask you two questions, and they're related. Um, the The media has really become unbelievable. I mean, the the what they say about Trump and and getting better now, and saying, "Hey, have no fear of COVID. You'll beat this. We can beat this." is insanity that's like saying that you know fdr shouldn't have said we have nothing to fear but fear itself uh and it's it's become so just so blatantly clear that they are just an anti-trump machine have they and the democrats overplayed this hand assuming that everybody's going to be fine with blm and marxism and and the riots in the streets and the hatred of Donald Trump? No, I think they really underestimate um, uh, the average voter, even if they're voting for Biden. Um, People that are normal, right, that politics isn't their obsession, they're, they're savvy enough, they're smart enough, whether they went to college or not, to see the inference. In fact, we've gone from inference to just like heavy handed um, uh, attacks on the president when they are warranted. You know, in 2016, I said to uh, then candidate Donald Trump, voters take you seriously, but they don't take everything you say literally, where my profession takes everything you say literally and doesn't take you all that seriously. I don't think much has changed from that. If you were standing in western Pennsylvania and you were listening to that speech that the president gave yesterday, whether you liked it or not, whether you like him or not, it was an aspirational speech. It was. Very much very much in the way that Make America Great was an aspirational um, slogan. But the press twisted it into being nationalistic when it was more about aspiration, but it was also about localism, something they praise if you buy something at Whole Foods. But if you hold localism uh, as, as something as part of your ideal, all of a sudden you're a nationalist if you come from certain parts of the country. Hmm. Um, the, the last thing I wanted to ask you about is, um, I, 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 uh, put out a tweet yesterday. Let me see if I can pull it up here real quick. I said, uh, as someone who didn't vote for the real Donald Trump in 2016, but will in 2020, is there anyone like me? I can't be alone. I couldn't vote for either last time. I just didn't trust that he would do what he promised I have found that he may be the first politician in my lifetime that did keep his word. <laughs> what was it for you? A hundred and four thousand likes uh, and uh, twenty twenty five thousand retweets and thousands of responses in like sixteen hours. Uh, and yeah. people are saying a lot of people are saying I didn't vote for him. I couldn't vote for him. Uh, and now are is is this an echo chamber or do you think that is real well i do think that the twitter tends to um be an echo chamber but not when it comes to conservatives uh when i watch twitter interactions between journalists uh and, and how that drives the news 
Um, I'm very skeptical of that reflecting the real world. But having experienced it in every state that I cover, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Wisconsin, and Michigan, that same um, switch that you talked about, uh, and and, um, it is a very real phenomenon. And people, I think, are less likely to come out and tell someone they're doing that, depending on their geographical area. In particular, if you're in an upper middle class or to wealthy neighborhood, because you want to still be invited to the block party, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And our 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 people, two people on my staff said, "I'm going to do the point to where uh, I just I'm just like." like that child who's just whining and crying and at some point you're just like fine and they said (laughs) i find myself just throwing my hands up and going fine whatever i just want this to stop oh yeah there's absolutely a lot a lot of that um and i think that people have tuned out a lot to national news because of that uh but you know here's here's breaking news exclusive right here uh, this uh, bender that the country's on mm-hmm. uh, isn't going to end if Joe Biden wins. <laughs> if, if Joe Biden, even it, the worst case scenario for, for conservatives isn't that bad of a scenario at all. If Joe Biden would happen to squeak out a win, uh, the, the, the Republicans will more than likely hold on to the Senate, and I bet they win at least eight to ten House seats. So what does that mean? Joe Biden won, but he has literally no power because Mitch McConnell has the Senate and Nancy Pelosi will not have enough of a majority in the House to affect big changes. Well, that would be a that would be a, a, a good thing if that uh, if that was our worst case scenario. But uh, I wouldn't ch- I wouldn't count my chickens before they hatched on on this election. <laughs> Thank you so much, Selena. I appreciate it. You can Thank find you her at selenazito.com. That's selenazito.com. She is published everywhere and she gets it. She listens to people. <laughs> This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Now, more people died of the flu, but it's still disrespectful. Every time I go into a CVS and they have a they have the gall just to put a sign up that says, get your flu shot. They're not recognizing all the people that the flu has killed. It's so disrespectful. People are mourning the loss of their loved ones every year with the flu. Every time I pass a car dealership and they are not standing and mourning and reminding you how many people are killed in car crashes every day. I think to myself, GM, you should be ashamed of yourself. Ford Motor Company. It might as well be Ford killing machines. It's so disrespectful and outrageous. It is outrageous. outrageous. Thank you, Pat. You're welcome. Outrageous, disrespectful, disrespectful and outrageous. Has to be said. <sighs> Thank you for saying it. Well, somebody has to. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. 
It seems everyone in the media is saying it, but that's <laughs> just, I mean, think of the size of the media compared to the rest of America. Tiny. Out of the 350 million Americans, it's really only the media that's saying that. So thank, goods, thank goodness someone is saying it. You know, the other thing they had a problem with <laughs> was that uh, he was asking you not to be afraid. He, he was, well, I'm, I'm, I don't even want to repeat it. It was so outrageous and disrespectful, disrespectful that mm-hmm. I don't even want to say it myself. Mm-hmm. Here's what he said. Listen. One thing that's for certain, don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. Oh, how dare you. You're going to beat it. We have the best medical equipment. We have the best medicines, all developed recently. Mm. And you're going to beat it. I went, I didn't feel so good. And two days ago, I could have left two days ago. Two days ago, I felt great, like better than I have in a long time. I said just recently, better than 20 years ago. Don't let it dominate. Don't let it take over your lives. No. Don't let that happen. No. We're the greatest country in the world. Oh, stop it. I can't back. hear about the greatest country in the world. Front. I can't. Stop it. Stop it. The Oh, my gosh. Uh, the implied xenophobia with just that one line is enough to be shocking and horrifying and disrespectful to all. Please be afraid of this. Please. Point six seven of us will die. If you get it, point six seven of us will die. That's not a small. N- well, it is. A sm- it's six point six seven percent will die. <laughs> it's outrageous you and disrespectful yes i want you to know i want you to know that we won't make it i want you to know <laughs> that you should be afraid you should cower in fear thank you wolf you sh- you should hide in your closet in fact if you're suicidal and you're thinking about it well you might want to think a little harder because <laughs> COVID is going to get you in the end. I mean, do you want to go that way? Horrible, excruciating death for 0.67% of us. I want you to know we're never going to get past it. We don't have good medical treatment. He's faking it. I think he's an audio animatronic. He died. He had to have died. He's 75. He eats McDonald's. He's out of shape. I mean, he has to be dead. I think he's a robot. And what is that robot doing? Telling you that you should be positive. Well, let me just show you what FDR said in his first inaugural address when America was facing a depression. Listen. Values have shrunk to fantastic levels. Taxes have risen. Our ability to pay has fallen. Government of all kinds is faced by serious curtailment of income. The means of exchange are frozen in the currents of trade. The withered leaves of industrial enterprise lie on every side. Oh, my gosh. Farmers find no market for their produce. Farmers say- And the savings of many years in thousands of families are gone. Okay, this now listen great- to this. Listen to that. Do you hear what he just said? Withered leaves of mm-hmm. the industry. Farmers have no market for their goods. Banks are closed. Uh, people have lost their houses. That's the kind of leadership that we need today. 
And it was it was so disrespectful, so disrespectful for the pain of those farmers. He ignored the pain of those who have lost their house when he went on to say. Find no market for their produce. And the savings of many years and thousands Thank of you families for... are gone. Yes. This great nation will endure oh. as it has endured. Oh, my gosh. Will revive and will prosper. So outrageous all, and disrespectful. Let me assert my firm belief that uh-huh. the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Oh, my gosh. Outrageous Nameless, and disrespectful. Un- <laughs> unconscionable. That he would say something like that. Concentrate on the withered leaves, America. Concentrate on that. Because when you do, you stop becoming an American. You stop growing as a person. You cower in fear and you do nothing. You look for a boot to lick. And... And that's who we are as Americans, isn't it? I mean, aren't we the bootlickers? When Winston Churchill lost almost every single ship and, and, and naval officer on the beaches of France before America was in, before the war, Germany had them pinned on the beach And he got on the radio and he said, we're done. We're done. We can't send any of our ships. And I know you have the ability to, you know, you have ships, but we can't ask you to do that because it might be dangerous for you. So while we could ask you because it's your country, it's your freedom, it's your life, it's your sons and daughters who are trapped on the beach. No. We don't want you to get into your private boats and go pick those guys up because it's too dangerous. And so they all died. And then he had the gall to get on and say these words. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air, we shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And if, which I do not for a moment believe, this island or a large part of it were subjugated and starving, then our empire beyond the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, would carry on the struggle until, in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of the old. That is who we are. We are the new world that steps forward and protects the old. We don't cower in fear. We do these things not because they're they're easy, but because they're hard. We are the people 
that put footprints on the moon when no one, no one in that generation had ever dreamt of that growing up. No one thought even a rocket was possible, let alone a moonwalk. We are the people that were told eight, four years ago, four years ago, that this is the best the economy will ever get. You can't get any more juice or any more blood out of this stone. We can't go any further. This is the best our economy will be. This is the best we can do with unemployment. And Donald Trump is lying to you. And look what happened. We had the lowest unemployment in 50 years. The strongest economy in the history of America. Now, why didn't that happen before? Because they put a cap on themselves and on you. Stop believing in them. Start believing in you. That is the difference of America. We see things and we do them. We don't do them because we're told to. In fact, when we're told to, Americans rebuff that. Don't tell me what to do. And that spirit, as they have tried to break that spirit in you for, wow, 12 solid years, they have tried to break your spirit. 12 years Forget who you are. Give up. Don't think for yourself. You'll never beat the system. You don't matter. Your voice doesn't matter. You're a bad person. You're a racist. I'm telling you, we will fight them on the beaches. We will fight them in the fields. We will fight them in the cities. We will fight because Americans don't believe that. And I am sorry... But it is, it is fused in my DNA. While my family came here from overseas, my family came here before the Civil War. And my family stood up to fight against slavery because they believed in the words of the Declaration of Independence. And I take my strength from the blood they shed and the, the courage and the steel in their spine. Don't you listen to anybody. Don't you listen to anybody who tells you be afraid. Have no fear. The only king you serve is God. And he never pushes fear. Na, na, na.